Welcome to the ADHD Book Club Podcast, the only book club podcast that breaks books into bite-sized pieces for our easily distracted conveniences. I am your host, Cole. I am the train conductor of this shipwreck as we discuss the ending two chapters of Circe by Madeline Miller. And I was told that Marty had a question for us today. Um, this is me going out of order, but of if you. I was another book club member, I'd be much. Oh, I like that one. If I was another book club member, I would probably be Marty because we're basically twins anyways. We have the same birthday, the same interests, the same like compulsive things to be assholes every now and then. It's fine. Gay as hell. That too. Matcha. Hi, I'm Matcha Mello. I use she, her pronouns. I am the head librarian of this book club. So excited to talk about the end of Cersei. And if I were another book club member... I'm torn right now. I'm torn between Cosmic and Tevin. <laughs> Why not both? I'll be both. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. With a C. C. Yeah, with it's, a C. It's who <laughs> I've always <laughs> meant to be. Or, or, Coven. Oh. Coven. That sounds like COVID. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like COVID. I'm here to take over. We're the new strain. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> They're just going to change the name. I always wanted to leave my mark on the world somehow. I didn't think it'd be like this, but you know. Well, here we are. We don't get to choose our legacies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go to Cosmic. Hello, I'm Cosmic. Uh, She, her pronouns. And if I was another member of the book club, I would be Craig. Like, I didn't know Always Craig was, a, was an official member. Craig is an official member because Craig is here every week. He is here every True. week. And I love you could have chosen anyone. You go, I want to be the robot that listens to people's conversations. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. And he just kind of stares like with his like beady eyes. Like you see the little icon? Mm-hmm. Like now recording. And he says the same oh, thing yeah. every single week. That is his now role recording. and he knows it. Yeah. I like that. The- it's an easy job. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes Discord does a thing where I can mute my mic, but I'm not muted. Mm-hmm. I can't and that, hear yes, you. Yes, you are muted. Yeah, the quadcast is great because, yeah. I love having <laughs> Now you can. I have voice autonomy. Thank you. Wow. So, so one thing for me is that I cough and sneeze a fucking lot. And it made COVID hell. Uh, because Oof. everyone was like, ew, you. And I'm like, I swear, I just like am bad at breathing. <laughs> and uh, I was bad so, at breathing before it was cool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is literally the, the fact that there was a button right there. So if I was streaming, I could just be like, ah, now that my stream's not on like a push to talk, obviously. Now you don't have to have your ears blown out by <laughs> dying over here i have my go xlr like at my hand at all times so i can just hit the mute button because i don't i can't do that (laughs) same it's the same thing 
Yeah, I'm not going to pick mine up because it will unplug and then everything will get fucked. Oh, I couldn't bring it any closer than that without worrying about that. Yeah, no, I I don't move that. My Anyways, cat unplugged it once and it was terrible. You still have two people to introduce themselves. Me too. Uh, popcorn. Wait, who? Oh, Marty. Hi, I have a new microphone, oh. so I sound sexy. <laughs> Um, my name is Marty. I use she, they pronouns. Um, I already answered the question. Um, I I can't remember if what I do the most, but I do know that I live in the walls and I bring. You cut I out cut when out. you said snacks. Nah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Snacks. Well, wait. If I cut out, how'd you know what I said? Because I know. Because okay, we every... appreciate the snacks. Yeah. Uh, Tevin! That's me! Hello! I'm Tevin. I just work here. And if I would be another book club member, I uh, I, I don't know. I'd be Scoop, because I always wanted to figure out audio recording stuff, and we love Scoop, oh. and Scoop is pretty cool. <laughs> Shout out, Scoop. Scoop. Shout out, Scoop. Shout out, Scoop. Ooh. I'm sorry, I'm a bit low energy today. No, uh, I worked very long today, and I'm still tired. It's I okay. called in and slept 12 hours. How you know? about you don't have to apologize and we appreciate you for showing up the way that you um, did? Actually, I don't think no, you know this. Don't say anything. I need to apologize for everything I do ever. There's never anything I do that doesn't require Why do you make me regret every time I'm nice? <laughs> I should make you regret every time you're mean to me, too. I already do! Like, you should just regret every interaction you have with me always. Yeah, actually, Damn. I like your shirt, by the way. Anyway. Thanks. See, I, see, I confused I him. Myself. I confused him because I threw off the groove. Welcome to the self-love and positivity book club. <laughs> These are like, they're compliments, but they sound really aggressive. They're so insulting. Pat boy, your sense of fashion is very great, but your hair is also very cute when it's pink, okay? I yes. will destroy the universe. Cool. Oh, and we'll thank you for, you for it. Yeah, can I you? It deserves it. What a slay girl Iconic. boss moment. So, slay. <laughs> where we last left off in Cersei, uh, in you what? know, when we, when we last are we reading? Cersei, we're reading Cersei. That we're reading. Hey guys, you give I don't a mouse a cookie? This. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but we're reading Cersei by Madeline Miller. Uh, huh. Madeline Miller, oh. if you would. Yeah, of course. If you want to, you want to emphasize the wrong syllables. Yeah. Um, where we last left off in Cersei by Madeline Miller, uh, Cersei and Telemachus just ran away. Cersei's like, hey, I'm tired of my isolation, so I'm just going to end it. And it worked out for her somehow. And her and Telemachus, uh, you know, ran away. And they dealt with Scylla, the monster that Cersei created. And then they, like, wash upon a shore. And that's where we're picking up. They had a uh, they... moment. Yeah, with chapter 26. Oh, also, uh, we're going to do... I'm going to summarize both chapters. And then we'll go into some questions about those chapters. Then we'll do, like, a little mid-break. And we'll go into questions about the overall book and how we feel about it as a whole. Kind of because the, these chapters are pretty short. Mm -hmm. uh, I so, like that. and we'll probably end up talking about the summaries anyway. Yeah, you know it's hard not to. It's fine. Uh, so chapter twenty six. They stay on the shore for three days. They tell stories, enjoying the pleasures of the flesh. Some stories Cersei enjoys retelling, like Prometheus and Daedalus. Others anger her. And after their arrest, they sail towards Crete and dream of all the places they want to visit. Cersei cannot help but feel her immortality as a barrier to fully enjoying this time. However. And as they sail toward Cersei's old shores, she grabs some pharmaca and she warns Telemachus not to touch it, but realizes that he wouldn't really be changed anyway. He already is who he is. They sail back towards Ayaya, 
and Telemachus says he wants to follow her wherever she goes for all, forever, forever, always, because he's a simp. Penelope greets them on the shore, and Cersei walks around the island saying goodbye for the last time. At dinner, she asks Penelope how she knew that kneeling would embarrass Cersei, and Penelope states that Odysseus told her that Cersei had always hated her divinity. Cersei officially asks if Penelope wants to become the Witch of Aiaia, and Penelope's like, yeah, dude, that sounds fantastic. Penelope then asks if Telemachus is going to follow Cersei, to which Cersei says, if he wants to, but I think he wants to. Uh, there is something that Cersei must do tonight, and as the moon rises, she confides in Telemachus that she's not sure if it will work, and Telemachus says, you know, if it doesn't, we'll just keep trying till it does. Chapter 27, Cersei kneels and squeezes some flower sap into a bowl, planting one in hopes that it continues to grow. She thinks how the flower made Scylla and Glaucos into monsters and briefly wonders if she will become one as well. She thinks of what she wants, of her and Telemachus traveling, him fixing the ship and her healing fevers, both taking pleasures in the simple mending of the world. She imagines Telemachus asking for children and watching their two daughters grow up. She imagines visiting Telegonus in his city. She imagines looking to a mirror and seeing age on her face and feeling the fragility of her life and the lives of her children. She imagines Telemachus reassuring her when she's afraid and reminding her that this is what it means to be alive and to ride the tides. She looks towards the star and feels her divinity ready to slide away, and she thinks at how one point she thought the gods to be the opposite of death, but now she thinks they are more dead than anything, for they never grow or change. And with that, she raises her bowl to her lips and drinks. And that is the last two chapters of Cersei by Madeline Muller. I want to know how you didn't laugh that whole time about the nonsense we were doing. Oh, because my uh, my notes are on this monitor. I had a feeling he was watching this us. Monitor, and so every now and then I'll see like on my peripheral uh, you guys just like moving your head, doing whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I force myself to just fucking ignore you guys. <laughs> That's how most You're people just... deal with me. Yeah, yeah. So smart, though. You know we're gonna get up to nonsense. <laughs> uh, yeah, ever since like episode two of Emperor Stole by Brandon Sanderson, <laughs> I have made it a point to not look at you guys while I summarize things. Smart. The amount of dancing that happens on screen, like during the summaries, is like. Yeah. Podcast people, you're missing out. Go over to twitch.tv slash matchamello and watch us live. Anyway. Do that. There we go. But also well, listen to done. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah do you know, just keep do doing you. both. Please, thank you. you. We appreciate you. <laughs> Does anyone have any quotes they want to share from these last two chapters? I do. Okay. Um, I actually have two of them. Um, oh. So the first was... Wait, you said both chapters, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first was um, when Cersei is talking with Telemachus. Um, ah, I skipped. Okay. It was so simple. If you want it, I will do it. If it would make you happy, I will go with you. Is there a moment that a heart cracks? But a cracked heart was not enough, and I had grown wise enough to know. And then the second one was probably the last, one of the last paragraphs, um, when she's kind of imagining the future. Now I understand how Catboy feels when he reads. Anyway, um, this is when Cersei is imagining her future with Telemachus. Um, she's kind of imagining that she wakes up in the middle of the night and is panicking because she's like, holy shit, I'm not immortal anymore. I could actually die. Life is fragile. Um, and Telemachus kind of gets up to comfort her. And he says, Cersei, he says, it'll be all right. It is not the saying of an oracle or a prophet. They are words you might speak to a child. I have heard him say them to our daughters when he rocked them back to sleep from a nightmare, when he dressed their small cuts, soothed whatever stung. His skin is familiar as my own beneath my fingers. I listen to his breath warm upon the night air, and somehow I am comforted. He does not mean that it does not hurt. He does not mean that we are not frightened. Only that we are here. 
This is what it means to swim in the tide, to walk the earth, and to feel it touch your feet. This is what it means to be alive. That's the you end of the quote. that too. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. the end of the quote, but that line where it says, um, he does not mean that we are not hurt. I think I've brought up this quote a few times, but it also kind of takes me back to that quote, the quote I love um, pretty much towards the beginning where Prometheus says, like, we handle it as best that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of mm-hmm. felt like a callback to that, too. And it was yeah. such like a great almost last paragraph. Of the book. Mm-hmm. Are you saying good stories usually tie their beginnings and their ends together? <sighs> no. No. Wow. I think that's kind of overdone to be honest. <laughs> Are you saying good authors like pay attention to detail? What? I want I want chaos in the next book. <laughs> I don't it know what any- to expect. <laughs> it sounds chaotic, this next book. I'm very excited about it. We'll get know- to that next week. Yeah, I know nothing <laughs> about it. That's okay. If you guys want a really chaotic, like, short story read, there's a story that's, like, 50 pages, so it's kind of long. But, like, you, you're supposed to read it in one sitting without getting up and doing anything. Like, you can't break focus, which is hell for ADHD. Oh, oh I'm yeah, doing this what? It's hell. Pages, it's what only it 50 pages. I'd have to look on my Goodreads. Literally, so when you said it's gonna 50 take me forever. pages, I was like, okay, I could probably read that in three sittings. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're what? supposed to. 30s, though. Yeah. Um, but no, those those quotes were very, very good. And I mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed like her entire like imagining her entire like life and future mm-hmm. with the uh, mm-hmm. Telemachus. Like it was so cute. And it almost like wonder it almost me wonder like, is that her being a prophet at, at all? Yeah, I was thinking her, that too. Having yeah. correct imagination from mm-hmm. a lack of a childhood. It kind of squeaked. There was this really seamless blend. I actually meant to go reread it, but I actually fell asleep before I did it. Um, like, there was a very seamless blend. She's like, I'm imagining. And then she's like, I am. I look in, like, she's like, I would imagine yeah. this would happen and this would happen. And there was, I look in the mirror and I see the wrinkles on my face. I have mm-hmm. aged. And I thought that was yeah. really cool the way she did that. Like, the way she kind of switched, like, time perspectives, timelines. Mm-hmm. What's the right word for that? I know what you mean. From, like, future to passive voice. The tenses. Yeah, I'm not an English major. It's okay. <laughs> Very good. And I think it actually does similar in the punctuation of it as well, because in the same quote that you just read, um, when he says, Cersei, he says, it will be all right. There's no quotation marks there. That's not mm-hmm. an actual quote that he says. And so that mm-hmm. kind of helped like draw me into that like forward backwards kind of thing. Where mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. Also, I was a little bit thirsting after Tulinicus in this <laughs> chapter. I'm like, you know what? If I were to settle down with a man, that's the kind I'd want. I kind of, yeah, I came around for him. Just think, last episode, you were like, them getting together? Gross. Yucky. Icky, ew. <laughs> that's, well, that's not what I said. I said it was weird. And I said I'd rather her have gotten with Penelope if weird relationships were out of the question. True, though. Anyway, um, True, though. I thought it was really, like, their relationship was just very cute. Like, she was like, I'm so anxious. I'm literally vibrating with anxiety. Ah, and he's like, bro, it's chill. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's okay. And you're like, yeah, it is okay. Life is terrible, but I got you. Literally, literally. He's also like the exact opposite of every man that's ever been in her life ever mm-hmm. that wasn't her son. Like this and- person doesn't like want from her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any other like motives. Doesn't have, I don't know, baggage at home. I'm, I'm trying to go through all the men. Well, except for, <laughs> I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess no. Daedalus was chill, but you know, and he, I he had part. his own issues. Even like, <laughs> he had his no, own even issues. Daedalus was like overly ambitious. Oh, yeah. 
I love that part so much where where she like she was telling him like her story and the one part she's like why don't you say anything and he's just like I'm listening mm-hmm. like I just and I, I, I made this out loud to myself as a joke but I was like I just love it when people know how to shut the fuck up but like it sounds harsh yeah. but like I suppose like every other person pretty much like in Cersei's life she had to worry about telling her own story because of how they would react and he's like, no, like you're telling this, like you tell me what you want to tell me when you're ready. I'm just here for the ride. I don't know. Like he's like literally just like so secure, I guess is the right word. I aspire to be as unbothered as him, to be mm-hmm. honest. He's a healthy relationship we can all stand yeah. for, right? right? Absolutely. He is the most untoxic masculinity. Yeah. And even like what you just said with the, uh, how she had to like word the stories differently for everyone else, even just when she did decide to tell the the story to him that he was like oh you're cool talking about this now like yeah i don't know like you're, yeah, you're right that comfort is so well defined i love that she was like i didn't want it to come between us he's like it wouldn't have that's okay mm-hmm. any other quotes that no one wants to share i have one it's at like the very end of the book second to last paragraph so she said i thought once that gods are the opposite of death but i see now that they are more dead than anything for they are unchanging and can hold nothing in their hands I just really like that. I don't know. I love I love Madeline Miller's writing. It's so very, poetic. It's it's gorgeous. Very, very good character growth from what we're seeing from Cersei. It flows so well. Really does. Cosmic Devin quotes? No, yes, maybe. Um, those were pretty much what I had. Oh, I also like Marty got mine. Uh, <laughs> Matcha got mine, but also um <laughs> the the reading was pretty short, so yeah. <laughs> This isn't like the most significant thing. It's just like part of her little like it's in the beginning of her vision of like her future. And it's just uh, like the start of her describing like their simple life that she wants for them. And she goes, he would patch their ships and I would cast charms against biting flies and fevers. And we would take pleasure in the simple mending of the world. How sweet. First of all, if it's important to you, it's exactly the simple mending of the world like you're just you're just there to you know help and be a kind soul and have a nice simple life and it's so antithesis of like how every other god has been like they're all like no like look at me pay attention worship me and she's like no i hide my face we're just like we're just here to exist and find yeah. comfort and ex- so first off what do you guys think about penelope becoming a witch Yes, go good for her. Slay girl boss moment. Isn't that like every not. every person's dream to just become an old hag in the forest? Yes, yeah, that sounds blissful. See, I say that, but then like the state of my yard earlier this year tells me everything I need to know about my gardening skills. But you don't have to manage a yard if you are a witch. Like, there's no HOA. True. It's not about the HOA. It's more about like I kill shit. Oh, that that's a bit of a problem. <laughs> Yeah. How much of like the stuff, like the yard work not getting done is because you have other obligations like a job. Whereas None. if you're just out living in the forest, you have plenty of time to do all those things. Cole, That's true. If you Cole, were truly thriving. Cole, do you know my work ethic? Uh, do you think you- I could consistently stay on top of taking care of plants with my work ethic? But if you're out in the forest, you don't need to take care of them. You plant them and then the nature does the nature. It's true. <laughs> nature that, does the nature. Nature does the nature. Listen, if you thrive, your plants are thriving because you're connected to your plants. Then I'm just never been thriving. 
That's I mean, fake. that's possible. That's the only live, way. We do that's be living in a society, though. <laughs> we do. We do. I'm honestly surprised Ezio hasn't just eaten that yet. Oh, it's like that whole area is so fucking covered in cat bite marks and the leaves are broken. I have a fucking squirt down on my desk. You're talking that about the plant? So yeah. Oh. <laughs> it got clogged the other day, so I had to figure that out. But cat wasn't very threatened when I was like trying to shoot him and nothing was happening. Ooh. But I thought it was out. really. I thought it was really funny how when Cersei's like, I bet Penelope's already thriving as a witch until Mikus was like, what? A witch? And yeah. Cersei's like, yeah, literally. And sure enough, they get back and Penelope's like, slay. The... I like how he's like, I'm not going to bet you on that. If you're so certain, he's like, no, you're right. Yeah. If you figure this out, I'm just going to trust your judgment. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I fucking respect that. The dynamic between, like, for some reason, I feel like after, like, they came back, like, the dynamic between Cersei and Penelope, like, they changed. It was so wholesome that they had, like, a really cute moment where Cersei's like, do you want to be the witch of Aya? I, fuck, I pulled a coal. Um, do you want to be the witch of Aya? And Penelope's like, yeah, but my hair doesn't look anything like yours. And Cersei's like, you could dye it. And Penelope's like, mm, no. And she's just saved grade for my it's from my witchcrafting. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cute. I love that. And they like giggled. I'm like, oh my gosh. I love They're it. They're so women. cute. I love it when women. I Yeah, I love that they're friends. Um, I also love that like so much of the early part of the book was like, oh yeah, you can't have kids anymore because you're birthing witches. And like that was like such a big thing. And now it's just like, no, it's literally just whoever the fuck wants to be if if you can. If you if you got it in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. She said it was like a lot more will than anything else. Mm-hmm. And if Penelope is one thing, she is stubborn. <laughs> stubborn and patient. Yeah. What do you guys think of uh we kind of actually talked about like the ending of the whole imagining her entire future? Do you guys I guess the question for I have for that is do you guys think like that whole sequence where she's like saying, I'm imagining our future and like our daughters growing up and everything, do you think that was just her imagination or do you think it was a prophecy? I feel like it might have been a little bit that it's supposed to be up to our interpretation Mm because it kind of felt a little bit of an open ending Mm because that's kind of how I felt about it. It's like, oh, you can believe this if you want, but also like, who knows? That's all for now. (laughs) I definitely interpreted the ending as um, like it could be. It's very open ended, right? Uh, The the thing I took from it was like Pirates of the Caribbean is coming to mind that like, oh, the immortality is gone. Goodbye. I totally expected her to flop as soon as that sentence ended. Why is that such a funny comparison? The Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> like, it, it works. It but, does. Um, Next yeah. thing you know, she's going to wake up on a deserted island full of crabs. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I didn't see it as prophetic. I saw it as hopeful and like, oh, this will be so cool if it works out like that. And then like she drinks and then it goes, oh, you're mortal. Okay, how old do mortals usually live? At this time, let's go with like 50. That's pretty generous, right? How old are you? <laughs> And then, also, and then she just doesn't. Also, because it talked about how casting a spell was a lot, was really focused on the mindset. So also how I perceived that, like that um, scene was oh, that true. she was kind of grounding herself. Because like, it's mm. like, she was so angry. She's like, oh my gosh, like what if, it, what, what if it fails? And she's like, no, like, what this is what I want. Let's think about what I want. So she's kind of like mm-hmm. calming herself down. She's like grounding herself. And then she's kind of like, She's making her spell, so she's like putting mm-hmm. that intention like into her thing, her witchcraft, her, her potion. Yeah. yeah, and so like that was kind of like her preface. And then she's like, "What if, like, instead of all these bad things happening, like, what if 
what I want really comes to pass. And so that's also kind of how I felt, what I felt like her intentions were. I love I like that version better. That's great. Very cute. Much more optimistic than mine. I'm now on Marty's side. Yeah, I'm on Marty's side too. That was my initial <laughs> so reading, but like your version makes me happier. <laughs> yeah. I do like the just like falling apart into dust thing too. I think that's fun. It's very like Take a drink, suddenly Thanos, like goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Boy's gonna have some trauma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting into the overall plot of the books as a whole. Uh, what do you guys think of just the book as overall? Cersei by Madeline Miller. Madeline Miller. <laughs> well, I've read the book before and I knew I loved it then, but it was so cool like rereading it and I'd forgotten so much of it and just kind of like knowing some of the points of her journey. But seeing how they like reflect onto each other and how she grows as an individual, like I think it's a really, really well done book. It's mm-hmm. beautifully written, beautifully told, really compelling story. So like all in all, I'm I like it. I agree with that. I um I also have read the book before, but it was in like 2019 when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. so it felt like I was kind of going into this very fresh because I had also forgotten a lot. Um, and it was also really nice to like reread like Madeline Miller's writing for what sometimes felt like the first time, like because there's a lot you forget. Yeah. And it's also interesting to like reread it a couple years later, being in like a totally different place in life. Post pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like yeah, just like remembering like, you know, even though it hasn't been that long of a time, it's also been like lifetimes, you know, like Cersei. And it was interesting to see, like, what resonated with me in the book then versus what resonated with me in the book now. Like, certain characters, certain, like, events that happened. For example, for some reason in 2019, like, I, when I first read this, I was really invested in, like, the Daedalus storyline, even though it was such, like, a small part of the book, but it was something that stood out to me so much. And this time it was like still, you know, significant, but like not as significant, you know, like and I was like, well, why did I feel that way? Why was this so like special to me? And now this time around, like, I think I felt the most um, what is the word I'm looking for? Resonated. The, the, yeah. Like the thing that resonated with me the most was like Penelope, which is like a character Ooh, that like yes, I yes, had yes. forgotten, like you know, she, when she came into the story, like, I had even forgotten, like, I had forgotten the entire, like, end of the book, to be honest. I had to. Um, I had to. <laughs> yeah, and, like, um, I don't know, her story, like, her just being so, you know, she has gone through so much, and her just wanting to be, like, you know, I mean, she's grieving, but just wanting to have, like, a simple life, and, like, wanting to sort of, you know, put her troubles behind her and just kind of like you know do what she feels is right for her to do which i guess is witchcraft um <laughs> it's like yeah girl like that is and you know everyone should dabble in witchcraft every now and then. everyone should dabble in witchcraft every now and then but yeah it's like putting everything aside and like doing what you need to do to feel happy I really enjoyed all of that. Uh, you did bring up something that I want to ask everyone else as well, which is what do you 
what part of the book or what aspect of the book did resonate with all of you individually? For me, it was like uh, Cersei getting over her mistakes in the past, like specifically like with Scylla that was weighing on her mind forever. And then finally, she's like, no, I'm going to fucking deal with this. And then she did it and she moved on. And it was like nice and like to just like have that like moment of like, cool, this big event that's been traumatized her entire life is just now over and done with. And she can just move on from that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I do like the getting over part of things. Uh, but for for me, for some reason, I, I love the trauma. And uh, Glaucos entirely, like really stuck with me for some reason. I don't have a real life comparison to it, but just like, oh, I'm going to turn into a god. And then the god goes, why do I need you anymore? I'm a yeah. god. I was I, wondering about that at the end of the book. Like, what happened to him? Like, He's what's he insignificant anymore. No. He's still a god. Uh, in Greek mythology, he is the god of mermaids. Yeah. And dolphins. But I mean, like, like, I, like canonically, yeah. like, what was he up to? Like, I just, was he just, like, still just chilling? Like, kind of like, yeah. uh-huh, I wonder what I he's doing. So. I think that's what Same the gods as, mostly do. They they chill and they yeah. get into shenanigans. Yeah. yeah. Nothing else that was the part I was most, like, emotionally driven towards, if that makes sense. But it was just, like... No, oh. he, he just wants a hot nymph. That's, all he's, that's his entire co- character motivation has always been. Hot nymph. He achieved godhood and he's like, all right, cool, I want a hot piece of nymph. Hey, <laughs> tail yes i don't know both why not they can shapeshift whatever (laughs) piece of wood (laughs) that's a dryad (laughs) oh a dryad is a nymph yeah i know uh you go first matcha i don't want to go first that's why i said first because i knew you weren't gonna want to go first i'm actually using both hands to hold my microphone so i lose Yeah, I all am using I, two hands to hold okay, my microphone. Okay. Nose goes does not apply either. Okay. <laughs> okay I, I'll, go, like, no, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I think my favorite part of the book is just the writing. Like, I will go off about that forever. Like, just mm-hmm. her talent as a writer to not only compose, like, a basic story, but to tell it in the way that she does and, like, such beautiful prose. And I'll say that over and over again. Like, it's amazing to me. There's, I don't know. She has one of the most unique voices I've heard as a writer, personally. So, that's my favorite part. Um, I I kind of liked, I don't know if this is because I just read it, but I kind of liked the ending. Um, It resonated with me a lot because, I don't know, kind of like she's like, yeah, this this can go really, really shittily uh, or it can go really well. Um, and myself as someone who has struggled intensely with depression for a very long time, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I mean, I, my life at certain points are probably going to go pretty shitty, but it also could go good. Uh, we're going to go on anyway and be stars or some shit, whatever she said in the book. That was a really cute analogy that I'm not quoting very well. Um, so yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see what we get. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. We'll keep going. Um, yeah, I, I liked the ending. It was it was a really cute ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of liked that it was ambiguous. It you know didn't mm-hmm. just give us a happy yeah. ending. Yeah, I will say yeah. like I was kind of expecting more to happen after she confronted Helios, but like mm-hmm. after that happened, it was just kind of smooth sailing. I was expecting like one more big like final. I guess Scylla was kind of like a final confrontation yeah. there, but like yeah. I don't know. I was kind of expecting more. Is very uh, almost like spirit fairer e, where it's like once you get to the end, you're just kind of you're good. 
Yeah. It, she's she gets to be content finally. She's not under mm-hmm. the thumb of gods for now. Yeah. For oh, all just... for Telemachus, Cersei, and Penelope, it just kind of felt like they were finding peace. Yeah. And that was finally. Just, yeah, really nice. And it's nice in contrast to so many of like the heroes' stories. Like mm-hmm. They're not trying to make, you know, even more of a name for themselves. They just want to be. I yeah, like yeah. that about it. Especially falling back up, like, right after Odysseus. It's like, no, we mm-hmm. we don't need to go out there and fight wars and do crazy shit. We just want to live and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Like, is that so much to ask? Is that such yeah. a crime? And, like, <laughs> honestly, like, Cersei found herself a man and they're just going to spend the rest of their, like, life traveling and eating good food and seeing what they can see. Good for them. I wish Sounds that could great. be me. Yeah. Sounds great. I think after everything Cersei went through throughout this entire fucking book and, like, she is a obviously, like, a deeply flawed character and also, like, very human and, like, deeply flawed i don't mean that in like a bad way but like kind of like shows her flaws throughout the entire book and also shows how she like learned and grew through all her experiences like this ending she deserves it she's done all the work she's done the work she hasn't like just sat back and been like oh like felt sorry for herself she fucking did all the stuff you know I was going to say something that just occurred to me is at the very beginning of the book and kind of throughout the narrative, she's kind of looking back. She's like, oh, like if I had known what I know now, if I had, you know, when I would tell this story later and at the end of the story, she's looking forwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting flip there because I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, she never kind of there's never like there was never really an end to, you know, what. Like one day when I told the story years in the future, like there was kind of not really a set like end point for that. It was just kind of very smooth and flip, which is very Madeline Miller, her writing style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin in the chat said, such a contrast to Achilles, which is exactly what I thought of because Madeline Miller also wrote Song of Achilles. And like that book is like, I mean, it, it, we know about Achilles. It's the fucking opposite. Yeah. So like, it's crazy. Also, if you haven't read that, you should. It's about Patroclus. Let's be real. Yes, which I love because Patroclus, mm, he is character. one of the best fucking Greek. G- and then you see him in the game characters. Hades, and he's all like, "Oh, I'm sad." I know. And I'm like, I know. Hello, 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 and welcome to the tea break. Today, I am having an iced pistachio latte. It's not tea, but it's still very, very good. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening. I'm so excited that we've finally wrapped up Cersei. It's been an amazing, amazing journey. And I can't wait to get to the next book, Gallant. We'll have more about that at the end of the episode. If you enjoy this, please consider listening to our other podcast with me and Cole. It's called Keepers of the Monster Guild. It's all about... D&D and TTRPG monster lore. It's a really good time and we cover a lot of monsters that are in Greek mythology. So it's a really cool time. I'll keep it short this week, but I just wanted to thank you all for listening. I really appreciate your support and I hope you've enjoyed Cersei as much as we have. But let's get back to the episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to 
So throughout this book, we saw a lot of like different myth uh, myth stories kind of retold through Cersei's lens. Is there any one that you guys particularly enjoyed? Like for me, I really enjoyed hearing the Daedalus and the Minotaur myth mm -hmm. told through the story of Cersei. I am not particularly familiar with Greek stuff. I like this is my first Greek like mythology book. Uh, I know some stuff through collateral damage of just living, but like the main oh, other thing. Living. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm beautiful. You know. at that. We need a shirt of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like for me, it was like Hades is the only other thing really mm -hmm. for. So, so the immediate jump to me again as well was um, I would call him mysterious, but the Minotaur mm -hmm. and just all of that. There is a lot of Greek mythology you kind of pick up just from the existing, like, uh, Icarus is a very common expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're being an Icarus right now, or your, your wax wings are showing, or shit like that. I don't think I've ever said either of those, but I know what you, you mean. Know. I have, like, as a joke, like, I'll be like, oh, I've had an Icarus arc, and the truth <laughs> is I just ran a red light. <laughs> I've definitely heard someone say flown too close to the sun before. Yeah. Just like that's yeah, that's what I trying to think of, and that just was not coming to me. Yeah. An Icarus moment. Icarus. An Icarus, Icarus moment, moment, of course. Such of course. an Icarus right now. Yeah. Okay, bro, you're being such an Icarus right now. It's totally you know? throwing off my vibe. I think he's more being like a Glaucos, like an Ick. There it is. You're being kind of an Ick right now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, wait, it's anyway. ah, I just got it. There it goes. There's the brain cell connecting. Shh, shh, it's half a brain cell today. Please be polite. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it'd be like that. Um, I was gonna say, I really like the how Scylla came to be. I thought that was such a cool like description. And then, like, every time it came up, it was just like such a pain point for Cersei that was like really interesting to see that whole story told and the backstory to it too which i liked it was kind of almost a parallel to cersei's own journey because like she created scylla she got cast out and it was kind of when she finally defeated scylla when she kind of came to accept everything that had happened mm -hmm. she needed to lay that uh that monster yeah. behind her like figuratively she needed to lay that bitch to rest yeah figuratively and literally I really liked the part, um, like, getting to see what happened after Odysseus, or, like, I guess after the Odyssey, because I read the Odyssey in high school, um, and we did, like, we, like, went into it really deeply, and so I think the original Odyssey basically ends after he gets home, he shoots, you know, the bow through all of the axes, and they're like, woohoo, he's the good guy, ignore the fact that he's been gone for however many years, everything's okay now, he drew, he, you know, he killed a bunch of people and drove out the bad guys. You're like, okay, it's, yeah, but, like, but then what happened? And so this is also seeing it, like, from Cersei's perspective, which was kind of also not her perspective, because she was on the island when it happened. Like, the way that, like, the story was told from Cersei's perspective was really cool. So Masha says that this has been called a feminist retelling of Cersei's story. Would you agree with that? And what makes it feminist? Female main character, obviously. Come on. Obviously. Girls can't be powerful. Come on. I'm saying like, the very two obvious ones are like both Penelope embracing like witchhood and getting power that way, and Cersei being able to like outgrow what she's expected to be. Also, just like the idea of you know, obviously, like telling Greek myth from like the female perspective, because mm -hmm. usually, 
they're blamed for everything mm. and they're just kind of like cast off like side characters. Mm, I was trying to think of another example, but I can't. Um, I mean, but in this in this book alone, we had like Medea. Yeah, yeah they literally one. only exist yeah. to further the plot of a man, or literally just there so the men can have something to fuck. Crude mm -hmm. but true. Yeah, I was gonna say there were a few quotes within the book where they talked about how you know poets would later tell these stories where you know the woman would just be there to like weep, you know. Yeah. As opposed to having actual yeah. character development and depth and you like know. how they would write how Odysseus had best in her when really they just talked and came yeah. to a mutual understanding. Right. <laughs> I feel like I could have a lot more thoughts on this if it wasn't today if I had time to prepare a, a 12 page essay on this topic. <laughs> Sorry, um, next time I'll just ask everyone to write an essay at the end of the book and then I'll oh, no, grade them. 20 pages double spaced MLA format. <laughs> no, never again. I don't know if this is necessarily answering the question, but kind of something that um I thought of or that I kind of mentioned in previous episodes that I also mentioned a few minutes ago. Like pretty much like a lot of parts, or I'd say in this example, like Cersei's like story is kind of something that I want to bring up because there are many times where, like, there's that one point where she, kind of towards the end, where she has the opportunity to tell people, like, about herself, and she doesn't. Because the very first time she told about herself to Glaucos, he was like, oh, like, what the fuck? And he had a freakout moment. And then, you know, she didn't want to tell it because it could be used against her. And basically, she just had to like had to hold back parts of herself because she was either regulating the emotions of other people, having to worry about that. Like she didn't feel comfortable or safe, like authentically being herself. Uh, let's get into some like overall ratings. I'm going to go one by one. I'll start by asking people to rate the characters of the book, uh, the plot, the themes, and then just like an overall score. Uh, do you guys want to do that like one at a time, or do you like want each person to give their entire ratings for everything? I'm not gonna remember every category. Okay, I don't we'll think go. most of us will. Same. It is the ADHD we'll do... book club. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Let's so... just go like one at a yeah. time, and maybe we go in order. That way, we don't have to popcorn. So, like Cole, Cosmic, Marty, me. Sure. Evan. Uh, for characters, I'm gonna give this like a solid four out of five. It very much focused on like the character development of everyone, and there's so many fun and interesting characters. Uh, even like the assholes still feel like like legit people, not just I'm evil because I'm evil, even though Glaucos mm -hmm. kind of did feel like that. But also like mm -hmm. that's the folly of man, you know? So really quick, we're doing a one to five scale, one being the worst, five being the best. Yes. Okay. I mean, you can make it whatever you want. I'm going out of one to five. If you want to go A <laughs> to Z and make up no, your own rating no, system. No, let's have, let's have I was some setting standards. the parameters. You can make whatever parameters you want. I don't want to do that. I want to confirm the information that has already been set down. It is confirmed. Thank you. Other people can make whatever parameters they want. <laughs> Carry on. So yeah, I'm going to get a four to five for characters. Cosmic? I'm going to say... I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a do you one better. I'm going to raise you one and say five out of five for characters. I think, like you said, every single character, like major or minor was still like like painted in like some kind of significant life because everyone who came into Cersei's life was significant to her for like mm -hmm. in some way so we got to kind of like see like the layers of everyone 
through her eyes mm-hmm. and that was really cool and also like I don't know I feel like I come out of this book like not feeling like any characters were like left behind like you know when I don't know you... those two nymphs that are watching uh Helios's cows we didn't really hear a whole lot more about them ever I was gonna uh, say the yeah, guy who but... rolled off the roof and died yeah, <laughs> but, you know. he's, he's dead so the fact he wasn't that he left was behind. even mentioned I know, know? it was a six like... out of five right there perfect <laughs> <laughs> beyond perfect <laughs> Well, no, I agree. You're right, Marty. Um, I don't consider myself a (laughs) critic or anything, so I'll probably just say five out of five for all of these. But I, I thought it was the way. Again, the way that Madeline kind of writes this is like it. Just I, I don't know if if anthology is the right word, but it just very much like feels like it ebbs and flows, and we're just kind of peeking in for small snippets, you know. Uh, like peeking in here and then like pulling out and then like peeking in somewhere else. It, it feels like we're we're with we're with characters for a little bit and then like they go on their way. You know, like it feels mm-hmm. very much like well fleshed out. Like every single character, I felt like was fully fleshed out. They had their own story. They had their own lives, intentions, thoughts, all of Absolutely. that. And we were there for a little bit, and then it was kind of like, okay, go on your way. We're gonna follow Cersei. Yeah, absolutely, matcha. I would give it a five out of five. I really love Madeline Miller's character building. Like the the way that she makes Cersei go through all the traumas and stuff like that. And like she shows that character growth. I think she's very masterful at that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Evan? I'm leaning on the higher end as well. I'm leaning towards the five. And if not for no other reason, then because uh, just like the interactions with them as well. Uh, I, I think that's like, Every interaction with every character just felt so, so cool. Even when it didn't, like, I don't know. Even when you're like, look at all these red flags that you should be looking at. Absolutely, yes, yeah. (laughs) There are a couple of quotes that I'm just like, I have a couple of quotes in mind that, like, I really hate some specific characters for, and I'm supposed to. Yeah, and I hate exactly. that. It's so good. How yeah. dare you? You know? <laughs> How dare you make me feel things? <laughs> so yeah, uh, can can I be the bastard who says four point five out of five and you feel can do whatever you unique? Want. Uh, for the plot, this is definitely like a very good plot for what it's worth. Like the fact that she is able to create so much lore for a character that's just like pretty pretty briefly mentioned. All things considered, in the uh, Odyssey as a whole, like I don't actually honestly know how much of this is a uh, Madeline Miller like made up, how much is like actually like from old mythology versus whatever. So but much it's of very... it's made up from what I understand. Like she, she does a lot of research into her work, but like a lot of it's made up. But also like the fact that she like interwove, interwove all of these mythologies together, inter-twove. like the interwove, uh, like the Medusa, the Medusa, not the Medusa, the, uh, yeah. Medea, the Minotaur, all the M's, uh, <laughs> Perseus, and like all these other myths that she like, interwove together in all in one story was so beautifully and wonderfully done that like this is just like a very, very solid five out of five for me for the plot. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm also going to give it a five out of five. But yeah, I love the way that like she takes all these myths and like pops them in the story, but they also don't feel like forced you know they're still mm-hmm. part of the story like daedalus is part of her life she's literally watching her fucking sister give birth to the minotaur 
like it's all a part of her and it makes her lifetime feel that much more vast like I think it gives her so much more depth as a character to have witnessed all of this all of these myths in her life um I really loved how the plot was kind of told through people she meets like even though she's you know the whole thing is like she's exiled on this island every character that she does come in contact with is what drives the plot forward and it's like how they affected her how she you know how their interactions made her grow as a person um how every single person that like landed on her island was significant in her you know in her growth you know um so i like that i like that like as using I like that plot mechanic. Is that what you, mm-hmm. is that the yeah. right word? Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah. That We're not English majors. Good. You can use, as long as the point gets across. Yeah. Yeah. I hope the point got across. It I'm did. like it rambling. Did. You're good. No worries. <laughs> I, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that was said by you guys. Like, it's really cool how she, like, literally, there's so many stories happening at once. So she's able to weave them, like, so masterfully, master, masterfully, master, I don't know. She's able to weave them so well together um, and just knowing how like much like content is in like all of these myths. Like I'm imagining her like spending hours pouring over books. Like what do I include? What do I not include? Mm -hmm. Like what do I leave out? Like kind of like I think you brought it up earlier, Cosmic, like the man falling off the roof, like even like like, small things. Oh, it's Masha. Sorry, Masha. Um, like even small things like that where it was like and like, even the way she had included him was kind of how he was included in like the original odyssey it's like oh he's there kind of mostly mentioned because it was prophesied whatever moving on i mean he's dead but like that's unfortunate anyway mm-hmm. the main story is over here um, yeah. <laughs> and like and just the fact that like the main like the main character of the story is isolated on an island like that would just be such a wild undertaking like as an author like how am i even gonna weave all these stories together like my character mm-hmm. is literally isolated on an island yeah and like for example like the like including like hermes just like the way everything was just connected was amazing so yeah five out of five i'm gonna give it a five out of five and not go on a rant like everyone else because it's all been said so <laughs> you guys did great Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I'm I'm in a similar boat too. I mean, it's a five for me. I for I was actually thinking of going closer to a four on this one, but y'all sold me. the The big thing is that like these are stories that have already kind of existed. The more impressive thing, and it sounds like we're factoring into this, is exactly what we're saying with the with it being on the island. It's not just the story is happening. It's we're hearing how the story is happening because Hermes has said it to come by and blah 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 blah. This is and- Odyssey fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, kinda to an extent. Greek, no, no, Greek she's correct, myth. and she should say it. Greek myth fan, say it with yeah. your whole. I, I don't you even say know something so yeah. controversial yet so brave. <laughs> say it louder for the people in the back. Give that to Madeline Miller's face when you see her. She, she would agree with you. She's like, she yeah. Like, yeah. Me. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about the Harry Styles fan fiction I wrote when I was twelve. This whole book is just on. I'm AO3. really curious about their ages now, and if that's like <laughs> possible. It's fine. Gonna move on past yes. this. We're walking on. <laughs> <laughs> For themes, I'm gonna get like a four and a half out of five. 
uh, mostly because of that like one scene I just wasn't a fan of, but I also understand it's like necessary to talk about. That's all I'm going to say so other people have a chance to talk about it. I mean, I'm also going to say like, uh, yeah, five out of five or four out of five. Like, I think the main crux of the story is like, you know, experiencing things, learning from them and growing from them. And I'm like, cheers to that. Um, and yeah, Cersei's a flawed character. So, you know, everything that happens to her isn't going to be the best. But the way she endures and the way she like perseveres through it all, I think that's pretty solid. And I think there's mm -hmm. a lot we can take from her. Next. I would agree. I'm going to give it five out of five. I didn't like what happened, but I... I don't know. I'm not I'm not a fan of not including things just because they're like dark and awful and mm. I don't know if that comes across the way I intend it to. But no, I, I admire Madeline Miller for like not backing down from that, I would say, because I know that was awful and I'm sure it was awful for her having to write it. Um, but like on the other side, like I don't know, I I still appreciate the story regardless and i think the way that she used like the aftermath of what happened and how like she grew from it and how it even affected her future relationships and how like Tele uh, telemachus was able to respond to it like mm -hmm. i i've already brought it up like as a joke but, like really like i love how like what she did with like telemachus and how like he was like yeah like that's okay like i'm here to listen to your story i don't care like mm -hmm. like i care about you like kind of like much as like i got you i got um, you so yeah like in spite of like everything that happened and i don't i would still give it a five out of five i loved it the story mm -hmm. i would probably give it a 4.5 out of five i think i mean i read a lot i read so Wait. much so so much it's a lot but um i love this story i always will i'll recommend it highly to anyone but just in terms of themes i think that a lot of them are simplistic and while they're told excellently i don't think they're i think there's few but they're done well i guess that's mine yeah you guys you guys pretty much nailed it 4.5 <laughs> uh Please Can we start rewind. with Tevin next? Yeah, I was gonna go say, let's give Tevin a chance to speak first. I feel bad. Oh, you're good. You're good. No, we're putting Tevin on I, the spot for the next oh, one. Shoot. I am good, but you are also just as good. I, thank you for believing that. What I don't just next, believe it. It's the next sad. subject. I forgot. Oh, <laughs> overall. So overall points. Overall, yeah, just overall reading. However you want to do it. My instinct is to compare this to other stuff that I've read, but uh, I haven't read a ton, and most of it is in the like action fantasy kind of stuff. So it's totally a very different feel. Real. Uh, that being that being yeah. said, though, um, overall is also just going like the big thing for me is like how it's written. Like, why am I doing this as a book and not as something else? And then you put all the other stuff in there. Uh, this is uh, easily, I'd say, like four point five. Every every word is so delicately put everywhere mm. and just, I, don't, I don't know yes i don't know how to say it, but... say it no i i know what you mm. mean that's good yeah it's the way she describes things it's, so it's like cool. she's painting mm -hmm. yes it's so cool it's poetry it feels like most of the time i love it i would give it a five out of five i 
I mean, there's a reason I wanted book club to read it. I thought a lot of us would resonate with the stories, even if we haven't encountered quite the same things as her. I think that it's told in a way that you can relate it back to your own life and really meaningful ways. Um, no, I've actually gone through this exact experience myself. I actually. know you have. I know you have. <laughs> Literally, like, this is because I was speaking for everyone else because we aren't Cole or rather known as Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, Cersei. Oh, no, Cersei. Cersei. <laughs> I like Cersei better. I like Terrible. how you say it, Matcha. It's, it's cute. But yeah, I, I really, really love the book and. I'm glad that we got to read it. And I hope that someday we get to read Song of Achilles because that's another beautiful, beautiful book by her. But three years from now when we finish Gallant by V. E. Schwab, maybe. <laughs> that one's not that one's shorter than this one. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it depends on how distracted we get. It is the ADHD book club. We know we we know who we are. Uh, <laughs> wait, we do? No. <laughs> um sorry, this one was for overall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah, five out of five. I liked it. It was kind of like, yo, what you're saying, like Beals, like very, like delicate, very gentle, very flowing, very, um, yeah, it was definitely very refreshing. And it kind of, especially towards the end, like it was like kind of like comforting. You're like, oh, wow, this is so nice. Like, kind of, if it kind of feels like you're sitting with her having tea and she's telling you a story. That's all. Um, I'm also going to say five out of five. I mean, when Matcha posted that, you know, you guys were reading this, I was like, holy shit, do you mind if I join? It's one of my, you know, it's a favorite of mine. So reading And now again, we love you. I love you all so, along, actually. Well, well. Marty was, Marty loved first. Marty's your stalker. <laughs> they were in the walls, yeah. I love that. Yeah, we live in the walls together. Um, mm. We're roommates. And oh my God, they were roommates. Wow, they were roommates. Oh my Thank gosh. You, <laughs> Thank you, Marty. Um, I missed our something twins, completely our, there. Our twins vine. called The Vine? Woommates. It wouldn't surprise me that you don't know The Vine. It's yeah, like, okay, I'll, I'll send it to you later. We'll have a powwow about it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, loved it then. Love it now. And I think like one of the reasons that I really do love it is like we've said, like we're all kind of Cersei in our own ways. And I think like anyone who picks up this book can maybe glean something from it because she's, you know, I mean, she's a goddess, but she's a, a, like at the core, she's a human being as we all are. And she's also one of the most relatable. Like, yeah. She's relatable. And, and um, autistic, I will die on the sill. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and also like, she kind of, because now I'm seeing all the like all these different authors pop up with these like you know fictionalized Greek mythology books, and I feel like she was first, you know, and I feel like she kind of you know pioneered that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, book people. There, there are but... a lot of like modern retellings. Like there's one yeah. um, well, the about genre. Theseus and the Minotaur that is hmm. excellent. Um, I mean Percy Jackson. Yeah, I like oh, point yeah. towards Cole because of like... that. But, but like more the, uh, tellings um, of it. I guess I meant more of like the like like the feminist perspective, yeah. The female okay. perspective. Because now I'm seeing like yeah. ones of like Penelope. There's one mm -hmm. of Ariadne that I read. Yeah. Um, True, and yeah. 
No one does it quite like fucking Madeline Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> There's also been a big thing recently of just like telling stories that are familiar through other lenses. Um, like, yeah. It got popular with like, uh, seeing like the inverse where like, like Maleficent or uh, mm-hmm. that 101 Dalmatians where they tried to justify the girl killing 101 Dalmatians to kill dogs. <laughs> yeah, right. And it bombed terribly. I think it's like a cool like writing exercise kind of yeah. thing. It's I like- feel like this one was a bit different. Yeah, too, yeah it though. is. Oh, definitely like, different. Cersei is not was never like a villain, villain of yes, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Well, it's just I don't know. It's kind of like though, like, uh, like specific on the feminist perspective. Actually, um, Matcha sent me a TikTok a while back, um, of someone like re, what do you like rebinding, like a Cersei yeah. book? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. in yeah, the um, the song used was "Labor" by Paris something. I have it saved on Spotify. But I've been listening to that song like a whole lot since. Oh yeah, that since, one. I know yeah, that TikTok, about. and it's a really fucking powerful song. Like yeah. I will scream the bridge in my car at the top of my lungs. Mm-hmm. But like, it just kind of feels like, like specifically, like like Cersei or like for like women in mythology, like it's time to speak the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they bore so much. I'm tired of this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. women are not just here to further your agenda. It's time to start yeah. passing the fucking Bechtel test. I'm angry. Thank you for coming to my table. You're allowed to be angry. I posted another one in the uh, Twitch chat, but there's one by Margaret Atwood called the Penelope. Penelope, I can't say it. Penelope. Yeah. The Penelope. Yeah. That. But it's, it's, it's a story of Penelope. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like a very like feminist retelling of it Mm -hmm. because it's Margaret Atwood and that's what she does. But it's also quite good. It's, it's a very different writing style than this, mm-hmm. but also she's still very talented. I own, but I have not read yet. My mom Mood. got it for me for Christmas. It's called Ithaca. And mm, from I've like the summary, yeah, it seems like it's kind of like, you know, a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but with Penelope. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm interested yeah. in reading both of those and like seeing the difference now. It's just like women's stories are just like criminally like skipped over, undervalued mm-hmm. if they're included at all. It's like it like you might not have made it to where you needed to go if I wasn't here and you just mm-hmm. want to act like I was just here like to be a fuck buddy or just here to be pretty or just here to like, I don't know, sing a song and like, like no. Mm-hmm. Take care of the children. and <laughs> I birthed a fucking minotaur, bitch. Oh, it bit two of my fingers <laughs> off and I grew them back. Yeah, so you did the same, did you? Feminism. <laughs> uh, any other final thoughts about the story that we want to talk about real quick? I don't think so. Wait, you didn't give your overall? Yeah. Good book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's what me and Tevin did at the end of most of them, where it's like, <laughs> you guys did it. Good job. You said yeah. the things. Okay, then, then that's allowed. Yeah. yeah. Here's where you yeah. underestimated me. I can always talk. Oh, no, you were in the middle every time. You had Marty Marty in the middle. (laughs) Very good book. Would recommend lots of fun things. Yeah. Uh, And fun to read with friends. Yay. Find some friends. Read about childhood and family trauma. You'll become better friends. Yeah. If you don't have friends, just like re-listen to the episodes of the podcast.
And we'll, we'll be your uh, friends. <laughs> we'll you be guys friend. said that in sync, and that was fucking creepy as hell. <laughs> we'll be your friends. Those twin sisters at the hotel. <laughs> the Shining. Yeah, the Shining. That's the We're your friends now. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for listening. This has been wait, Search Me. Wait, 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 wait. Should we tell people what we're reading next and read like a brief like? Yes, I was getting to that. Okay, you seemed like you were ending. I am ending. He was pushing us out the front door. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. This is so tired of our shit. By Madeline Miller. (laughs) We will have podcast listeners. We will have a week off. Uh, There'll be a week where we do a bonus episode where Matcha, Marty, Tevin, and I do some little. what the fuck are they they call them superlatives for fictional book characters we recorded what? that last week already it was very very fun to do mm-hmm. uh we'll have another week and then we'll get into gallant by ve schwab so it's like a young adult fantasy horror uh you guys want me to just like read the summary real quick yeah yeah sure okay olivia Pryor has grown up in merlinson school for girls and all she has of her past is her mother's journal which seems to unravel into madness then a letter invites olivia to come home to gallant yet when olivia arrives no one is expecting her but Olivia is not about to leave at the first place that feels like home. It doesn't matter if her cousin Matthew is hostile or if she sees half-formed ghouls haunting the hallways. Olivia knows that Gallant is hiding secrets, and she's determined to uncover them. When she crosses a ruined wall at just the right moment, Olivia finds herself in a place that is Gallant, but not. The manor is crumbling, the ghouls are solid, and a mysterious figure rules over all. Now Olivia sees what has unraveled generations of her family, and where her father may have come from. Olivia has always wanted to belong somewhere. But will she take her place as a prior, protecting the world against the master of the house? Or will she take her place beside him? Find out next time. <laughs> Find out in <laughs> 10 weeks when we finish this. Nice. But yeah, so we'll have a week off for the podcast, uh, the bonus episode, and then we'll be getting into Gallant. And it will be very, very fun. Yeah, it'll be our third we book. We did it. We oh did it. Gosh. I never expected us to get this we far. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> All right. Tevin, where can people find you? Are we doing that still? Oh. Uh, we're going to... So, we're going to... Uh, yeah, let, oh, first and last, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're not going to be outroing ourselves after every episode. At this point, if you have listened to us, you should know who we are. The links will be in the episode description every episode as well. But for the first episode of new books and the last episode of books, <laughs> we will be. Okay, so, thank so you, Paul. Sorry. So, this is the last Sorry. episode of Cersei by Little Miller. Middle Miller. Middle Miller. You can find me, Tevin, also known as Bielzenef, on uh, Twitch, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say that with confidence that you can actually find me on Twitch. Uh, you can't also, be found while you be live. Yeah, that's a good that's a great question. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you can find me here at the ADHD Book Club or I don't know, Twitter. I'm not calling it by the other name. Uh, no, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's what we got though. That's me. Popcorn. Thank you. Popcorn. The popcorn is going to Cosmic. Um, hi, I am Cosmic. You can find me on the Twitter at Cosmic Egg, but the I is a one Cosmo one egg. You can also find me on the Instagram at VL Metrano. That is my government name. Uh, I post my art there. First um, name V. Last name, Lamatrano. Lamatrano, yep. That is my name. <laughs> and uh, maybe someday you'll be able to find me on the Twitch again. I feel you, Tevin. I'm in the same boat. 
but we're gonna get back here together. Got this. We got we're this. Gonna do it. We're gonna do it. You guys are gonna co-stream. Oh shit! Let's you'll go be, stream. You'll you know? do an we'll art stream, stream, and he'll be playing a game, and you'll just talk. <laughs> That's. Well, you guys can just like for, play like, Valorant. Yeah, you could play Valorant. That's true. Oh gosh, that involves me playing Valorant. <laughs> true. Valorant brings so much pain and suffering. I'd rather it really do else. I'd rather play something fun. Yeah. I think if I streamed Stardew, again, I probably would play Valorant. Minecraft. Minecraft. Heck yeah. Anyway, uh, Marty, tell us about yourself. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't know me, that's okay. I know you. You can find me by opening your front door. Uh, my social, I'm on Twitch at It's Marty's Mom. Um, also on TikTok and Twitter. And also, you're next, cool. Hello, I am Cole. You can find me online with Googling it. If you want Nerd. to hear me and Matcha talk about other things, check out our other podcast, Keepers of the Monster Guild, where we talk about D&D creatures and their lore and behind them, including the real-life lore and everything else around that. The last episode we recorded was Dryads, which was very, very fun. Uh, the next episode recording is Displacer Beast. Yeah. I'll get there eventually. Yeah, I'm not I sure. swear. <laughs> it's been yeah. like three weeks. It's fine. That's the benefit of that one coming out every other week. We have time yeah. to be lazy. Those ones also. We, we have time effort. to be depressed. You know. Uh, yeah, check that out. It's fun. I like talking about things and like we talk about a lot of myths because I like myths. <laughs> I love it. I'm Achimelo. I stream on Twitch on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We stream the ADHD book club live on Thursdays. So if you want to see us show off our plushies, which we're currently doing, stop by. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, TikTok, Twitter, you know, all the normal stuff. But yeah, that's me. Yay! We did it! We did the book, guys! Bye. 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 Bye.